is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Is now two of the four WHL divisions now underway. Regina hosting the East Division in what is the newly named Subway Hub Center. WHL Vice President of Hockey Richard Dirksen stops by in moments. He'll update us on that and some other big news around the WHL. And Connor Bedard makes his WHL debut as the first ever player to be granted exceptional status. He hosted a media conference in Regina this week. We'll have that. Plus, another Edmonton Oil King has been named the WHL's Journey Rewards Player of the Week. Jalen Lipin will close out the show. WHL's Vice President of Hockey is a veteran of this league as this season, unlike any other, continues. I spoke with Richard this week asking just how many seasons this is for him now. I always ask you this question, what year is this for you in the WHL to kick things off? Well, normally we're talking before the start of the year, and I can tell you what season I'm going into, but uh, kind of the year is almost gone, but uh, this was uh, number 43. 43. All right. I- I'm betting you probably haven't had an off season like we just had, though, in your time. No, it, it's been quite a year, and uh, I guess the-, the key thing for us right now is how excited we are that our other three divisions have approval from the governments and health authorities. Uh, obviously this weekend we get going in Regina, uh, the next week, Thursday, we get going in the U S division. And then of course, the end of the month, uh, the 26th of March, we get going in the hubs in Kamloops and Kelowna. So it's been a long, long process. And, uh, you know, we are key people in our office, uh, Ron, Yvonne, and of course, Greg Gardner have worked very closely with the governments and health authorities to get us to this position. And I think it's really a relief for our teams and certainly our players. Uh, We've been telling them all year that uh, we are going to play, and it's taken longer than we perhaps anticipated. But by the end of the March, we'll have all of our teams will have played a game. We're three weekends now into uh, the Alberta setup there for the Central Division. Uh, How would you say that's going? How has that been so far? I would say it's gone uh, probably as well as could be expected. Uh, it's been good from our perspective because we've kind of been able to fine-tune a few of the areas pertaining to the games that we can bring that direction to uh, Regina for this weekend and, of course, to the uh, Western Conference when they get started. Uh, we have one change that's coming in uh, the Central Division this weekend. Uh, the first two weekends, we had uh, the four teams. They each played one opponent home and away. Uh, this year we're, or this weekend we're expanding that where they're now going to play three and threes with those teams. It's interesting, of course, by having five team divisions, it just makes it a little bit awkward. Uh, so we've had one team that's had to buy each weekend, and of course that will continue. But the two teams that are playing each other will be uh, three game uh, home or three game series each weekend. And uh, that's an increase from the uh, home and home that they played previously. You mentioned that uh, the puck drops in Regina at uh, at the hub there with the the seven teams. I can't imagine one one venue and and seven teams calling that their home rink. There must have been just a ton of work on the logistics side behind the scenes. Well, we were very fortunate. Uh, we had good uh, leadership. Uh, Curtis Hunt was very involved from the Prince Albert Raiders and, of course, the Regina Pats organization. Stacy Cattell, as the host, uh, were immense in the, the planning. And then we had Kevin Minch from our office, who's been kind of hands-on. He's been there for the last uh, week or 10 days 
And uh, the three of them have been very instrumental in getting everything organized. And then, of course, a lot of it uh, just depends on the cooperation from our teams and the seven clubs there. It's been excellent. I don't think there's many events where you have seven teams uh, that are actually stationed in one facility, but we've been able to make that work. And then, uh, of course, in Regina, we're going to be playing a lot of doubleheaders, roughly three out of every four days there will be a doubleheader. So that's going to be rather interesting on its own. But uh, it's going to be a compressed schedule for them, very similar to what we're going to do in the BC division. Uh, the teams will be playing roughly 24 games in 48 days. So it'll be a lot of hockey, but uh, really there's not much more for the players to do. Uh, you know they want to be on the ice and playing as much as they can. One exciting factor out of the uh, Regina Hub is Connor Bedard, the first ever player to be granted exceptional status for the Western Hockey League. He's 15, uh, first overall in the draft last year, and uh, he will make his debut. He's coming up a little bit later on the show, uh, but this really is history here this weekend. It sure is. Uh, as you mentioned, he's the first player that's been granted that status uh, in the Western Hockey League. I think everybody is very, very excited to see him play. Uh, he'll be in the home opener this weekend for the Pats against the uh, Prince Albert Raiders. And, of course, Prince Albert was in first place in the division last year when we had to pause. So uh, I know they'll be geared up both ways, and uh, we're all very excited to see how he does. Now, this format here uh, with the rosters going into a cohort, uh, this has also, I believe, allowed uh, other teams to have their uh, potential first-round pick, their 15-year-old player, if you will, uh, into their cohort this season, and and we'll see that across the league here. Let's talk about sort of why that decision was made and, and what that was about. Yeah, you're exactly correct on that. And, of course, we've been adjusting uh, everything over the course of the season, and it became apparent uh, after Christmas that a number of leagues were not going to be able to uh, play across Western Canada. So we've got a lot of top young players that are not getting the opportunity to even skate in some situations. In other situations, they're allowed to practice in small groups. So we really tried to... Uh, come up with ideas, how can we best uh, help them with their development. So what we chose was we allowed each uh, team, they could uh, bring in their top draft pick uh, from the 2020 Bantam draft. Uh, so their top 15-year-old that was selected, should they choose to do so. It's not a mandatory thing. Not all of our teams have done it. And then from our perspective, we had two key areas we just made sure that we had permission obviously from the team and the branch where he was coming from and then probably more importantly we've had Stacy Meyer our director of education services uh, review with the family uh, with the team exactly how the education will uh, be for the boy of course he's generally in a grade 10 situation as a 15 year old so again we've been able to uh, handle all of those situations uh, so I would say right now we probably have about two-thirds of our teams will have their top 15-year-old uh, in their cohort. Of course, that doesn't mean that he's necessarily going to be playing a game or all games. Uh, certainly I would think the elite ones will be, and then it depends on the depth of the team. But uh, there's a good chance on some of the clubs the 15-year-old will be playing on a regular basis. 
Our guest is uh, Richard Dirksen, Vice President of Hockey for the WHL. We're also hoping or, or potentially anticipating some sort of a, of a playoff. You know, we're starting to see uh, the Subway Cup, for example, come out uh, today uh, regarding uh, the sponsor and the title there for, uh, for the Regina Hub. Is this a wait-and-see thing to see if this can happen a little bit later on into May, or, or what's uh, sort of the league's mentality there? Yes, uh, what we're doing, uh, we've given each division a little more autonomy than, than we've had in the past. And of course, that's uh, entirely due to the, uh, the COVID situation. So uh, we'll be in touch with each division over the next uh, couple of weeks. We'll go through uh, any thoughts that they might have in terms of a playoff. What I can say is if a division decides to have a playoff, it's going to be a very shortened uh uh, perhaps one game sudden death situations, uh, you know, either five and four with the winner advancing and then a single game one versus four, two versus three, and then a final of one versus two. So uh, certainly no playoff would exceed one week. In fact, uh, we're probably looking at a, maybe a four or five day period for a playoff to occur if the division decides to go ahead with it. All right, well, it's been a, a long wait and a lot of work just to get to this point here, and, and now we're talking about a potential playoff, so uh, we're headed in the right direction. Of course, we have to keep COVID-19 out of these cohorts, and I know teams will do their best uh, to do that. And uh, great work on your behalf and the WHL, Richard, to get us here, and let's just hope it keeps going smoothly. Thanks for being our guest. Thanks a lot, John, and we really appreciate working with you and the job you do for us from your end as well. In the corners and around the boards, the WHL This Week Radio Edition. WHL history is being made this weekend as 15-year-old Connor Bedard steps out of the ice for the Regina Pats, the first player ever to be granted exceptional status. The native of North Vancouver was the Pats' first overall selection in last year's WHL draft. Connor met with media this week as he prepared for his WHL debut. It's a lot different for me. I haven't really had this experience getting to know everyone, and you know, it's nice to be out of quarantine now. That was that was a long six days or whatever, but hanging around everyone and stuff it's been it's been good and you know the days go quick you're at the rink and then you're back so it seems pretty busy and it's just you know good to be around everyone he's excited to put on the pats jersey inside the regina hub yeah it's a lot of nerves a lot of excitement uh you know for all of us it's been a while since we've played i've played you know a few games but kind of getting back out there and you know i don't really know what to expect haven't played in in the league yet so you know it's, it's mostly excitement but there's going to be going to be some nerves too Connor admits it's been a learning curve on and off the ice. For me, a lot just kind of get to know everyone, and you know we're uh, we're together all the time, so we'll we'll see a lot of each other, and then on the ice, kind of just get getting used to it, and hopefully, you know, we can we can win some games and uh, you know take that momentum into next year. As for what goals he set for himself this season, I think after that first game, I'll be able to kind of be able to tell more about what uh, I'll be able to do, and you know what we'll be able to do as a team. And the debut comes against the Prince Albert Raiders. It'll be a good, good way to get used to the pace. You know, I think uh, PA, you know, is a really good team and, you know, kind of can just uh, get a feel for it. And, you know, uh, I think that'll help me, you know, throughout the year. Connor Bedard wearing number 98 for the Regina Pats. This is the WHL This Week presented by Bauer Hockey. As we drop the puck in Regina for the WHL's East Division, the Western Hockey League has announced Subway as the official title sponsor for the WHL's Hub Center in Regina. 
The Subway Hub Center will be home to all East Division competition with the Subway Cup presented to the East Division champions. Each team in the Subway Hub Center will play each other four times, featuring a total of 84 games. Opening weekend in the Subway Hub Center features all seven teams in action, all opening weekend games available for free view on WHL Live on CHL TV. Hey, that's how you make your first, second, and third career goals in the NHL memorable. What a night for former four-year Tri-City American Dylan Coughlin with the Vegas Golden Knights. Resets it for Coughlin, who thinks twice. He gets it from Theodore. His shot scores! It's a hat trick! One, two, three for Dylan Coughlin! A hat trick for Coughlin as he becomes just the third defenseman in NHL history to score his first three goals in the same game. First one in 37 years. Coughlin played four years of the Tri-City Americans from 2014 to 2018. And we have a winner. Congratulations to the winner of the first jackpots for Junior Hockey 50-50 presented by REMAX Western Canada. $30,042 going to Brenda Sebchik. The Alberta-based 50-50 lottery has another 50-50 on sale now. With proceeds going towards supporting junior hockey in Alberta. To purchase tickets, you can do so online. Go to whl.ca slash 50-50. The Western Hockey League Player of the Week. For the second straight week, an Edmonton Oil King has been named the WHL's Journey Rewards Player of the Week. Jalen Lipen, voice of the Oil Kings, Andrew Peard, has more. Joined now by the reigning WHL Player of the Week, Jalen Lipen. And uh, Jalen, I guess we'll start right there. Just uh, what's it mean to you to, to win the uh, the Player of the Week award? Yeah, I'd say it's pretty pretty cool to be uh, honored with that award, especially uh, with the players in this league, with uh, Gunner getting it last week. I think it's pretty cool to have... Uh, my name uh, called this week and it's a pretty cool experience yeah and it's I mean it's it's three goals in your last three games Jalen what I find interesting it's it's an even strength goal it's a power play goal and it's a shorthanded goal just take me through what's what's gone so right for you over the last uh, number of games yeah I think uh it's just been a team game uh, we're sticking to the same place I'd say uh we're working hard as a team and uh everything's going the way we wanted I say it's uh it's not basically me doing it myself it's basically my teammates helping me out uh, it's just an all-around team game thing and just uh, lucky for myself the puck scoring in the net. Yeah, just sticking with that, Jalen, I want to ask you, you know, playing with uh, a line of Liam Keeler, and I know Carson Latimer's been there uh, a few times throughout the year, but um, it seems like you guys all really feed off each other really well. You, you play somewhat of a similar game, I mean, in terms of the fact that all three of you are, are really good skaters. Just how have you liked the way that combination has fit together? Yeah, I love the line of Keels, Lats, and myself. I think uh, there's no line in the league that can match with our speed. And when we cross over the red line, chip it in, we're able to use our speed and blow by the D-man and then start an ozone ozone shift. And I think it's been working well for us for the past four day, four games. And Lats, he's a, he's a rookie in this league, and he's really stepped it up, I think, these first couple of games. And honestly, I can't wait for the next 20 with uh, those two hopefully playing together. Just tell me about your role on the team because Jalen, you know, I've, I've talked about it uh, quite a bit on broadcast and with you, just how you kind of kick the door into, to get your WHL career started as a guy who was a, a ninth round pick. And then you had to fight your way into lineup. Now, all of a sudden here in year three, you're being rewarded with power play time, penalty kill time, and, and some good minutes at five on five. Just how have you seen your game grow over these last three years? Yeah. Uh, my first year 16 was definitely rough. Had a watch from, uh, the bleachers a couple of times and then 
it was just all like a mental state of I'm not going to give up. I'm going to keep pushing. I want to be the best self I can be. And then especially with this off season, it was so long, 11 months. It was really time for me to just push these uh, extra 11 months of an off season, help me grow my game, help me grow my confidence. And now that I'm out here playing, it's just, I can, I can feel the change. I can feel what these 11 months did to me as a player and also just as a person and uh, to get the results I wanted, it's a pretty cool factor. Yeah. Take me just through the 11 months. Just, I mean, at, at times it must've been, you know, tough to, to find different ways to, to stay engaged in the game and, and find different ways to grow your game. What were you able to do out in, in BC to try and, you know, find different ways to, to continue to build upon what you, you'd started for the last couple of years? Yeah. For us in BC, uh, we were, we were able to skate a lot more than, uh, other provinces so we were able I was able to skate five times a week work out five times a week and honestly some some weeks were hard you get rumors that maybe we're starting and then those would get disclosed and it was just all about look maybe we're not starting but then now you got another month to uh just to get better and get prepared and now that we're 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 in the season it's just I'm happy to be here it's definitely a different year for us, but I'm just excited to be back to playing. And the 11 months were just, were hard at times, but also I feel for me, that was probably the biggest aspect of uh, why I'm succeeding this year is those 11 months just helped me mentally and physically getting stronger and uh, last one I got for you, Jalen, you're a guy who, um, you're, you're a bit of an emotional spark plug for this team. I know you feed off energy and, you know, every time you score a goal, the exuberance is, is pretty evident. What's it been like though, for you, um, playing in these empty arenas We're four games into it now, have you kind of gotten used to it after playing a couple of years in, in, you know, full buildings? Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest. The first game was total different change. I wasn't really expecting it. We knew we had to create our own energy and it's been hard. It's quiet. You, you really, you really hear everything in the rink. You can hear uh, Brad from the bench. You can hear the guys banging their sticks, screaming, calling you heads up, heads up. And it's a change. It's honestly, my, my biggest thing is like, there's no fans. And when the puck goes up in the air, it's hard to, hard to find it with uh, it blending into the seats, but no, it's fun. And I love, I, I love scoring. I love seeing the puck go in the end. Every time I do, it's just exciting feeling. And like you said, I'm exuberant and you just got to bring in, especially with no fans to get the boys rattled up and ready to keep going. Well, you know what? I look forward to, to seeing a lot more of those exuberant goal celebrations. Uh, thanks again, Jalen. And uh, congratulations again on the Player of the Week award. Thanks, AP. Hey, and that's the show. Big thanks to our guests as well. Big thanks to AP and Edmondson for his help again in this episode. The puck has dropped in Regina. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.